Welcome to the SEM Buddy podcast, where we discuss everything and anything to do with special educational needs. Okay, so how to support a pupil with SEND with revision. Um, This is all about practical advice to promote and enable effective revision. And we're going to give you lots of ideas. So my name's Lizzie. I've been teaching for 12 years. Um, I have worked in a couple of or two or three different settings now over my 12 years. I have worked in a school initially with a really high ratio of children with special educational needs. And that's what led me down the route of being so interested in SEND. I trained as a SENCO in 2015-ish with the University of Birmingham, which was a brilliant qualification, really enjoyed it. It was a great foundation, actually, to special educational needs, although I think the, the SENCO qual could be a lot more in depth, but that's for another conversation. And three years ago, I completed my level seven postgraduate certificate in dyslexia. So I'm a dyslexia assessor and specialist teacher with Edge Hill University. So yeah, that's what led me down the the SEND route. So by the end of this workshop, I will hopefully enable you to feel totally clear on the most common difficulties our learners with SEND experience with retaining and recalling information in an exam setting. And also, I really hope that you will understand how to implement revision techniques that will promote really effective revision habits for your pupils with SEND, but also your neurotypical pupils too. Because let's face it, all of the strategies we use with pupils with SEND are effective for every pupil. It's just that often we do it the opposite way around, which doesn't necessarily work. So we want to make sure that everything that we teach will benefit everybody, but this is aimed at pupils with SEND. So most importantly, please stay until the end if you can, or let me know if you need to leave. This will be available on replay, but I need to set that up for you if you need to see it on replay in the next couple of days. It will be available on the um, membership when we've actually uploaded it and it will be available in the library there but it just won't be there for the next week or so please ask questions throughout in the chat or on the q a there is a chat function i will be asking for your input and feedback there is some work for you to do as well there is no such thing as a silly question do take notes if you want to using pen and paper that's completely fine and if you think of anything like oh that's really good or oh, I like that or I don't like that so much or mm, that could be useful with this in this situation please share those kind of thoughts that you're having in the chat so that I can gauge your response to what what I'm offering today that would be great so the first two minute task I'd like you to give me some feedback. So just really quickly in the chat, if you could tell me what are the most common difficulties you see your your pupils with SEND experience when it comes to revision. So what are the things that you've continually find that is often a challenge? What does that look like in your setting? What does it look like for you personally? What is it that you find difficult or they find difficult with revision specifically? And I'm going to just stop sharing my screen for a second while I look at the chat. And then I'm going to see what you're saying. Okay, good. So, what do we think? Any feedback? Right, so they struggle. Thanks, Vicky. You're the first to post. So, you think they struggle with motivation and attention? Yeah. 
Definitely. And I'm going to come on to how we can support pupils with those um, with motivation and level of focus in a little minute as well. Not knowing how to revise properly, Rachel says engagement and just copying notes. Yeah, that is so common, isn't it? Pupils will say, oh, um, I'll say, you know, have you revised? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, miss, I did. Well, what, what did that look like for you? Talk me through how you did that. Oh, well, I read through my notes just sends me you know I'm like really come on we need to show you how to revise so I'm very keen on explicitly showing people how to revise demoing it and those kind of things so Joanne says the need to revise in the first place yeah lots of people's I think think they'll just be able to be fine without a lot of revision I think particularly and this was the case for me when I did my exams I didn't really realise the amount of work I needed to put in. And I, I did about two weeks revision for my GCSEs. And now I look at the pupils I work with and they're doing weeks and weeks and weeks. And I just think, crikey, I did not do myself justice. So I think it's about a little bit about expectation, but also about what your peers are doing and those kind of things. So, yeah, the need to revise in the first place needs to be something that is key. Working memory issues, definitely that is one really really common one we're going to delve into that in a bit how to revise effectively yeah not knowing how to start thinking rereading and highlighting is effective it is philippa but there's a large amount of material to summarize and they can't prioritize good well i'm really pleased that you wrote all those things down because a lot of those if not all of them i'm going to cover today so that is really good so okay so we've got some answers to that what i didn't ask you and i won't ask you to do now but if you can map the difficulty to a specific special educational need profile so i know somebody said lack of focus when revising obviously that would apply to something like adhd pupils but also a, a pupil that isn't focused and doesn't know how to prioritize revision so there's a lot of different sen profiles that rev that these difficulties will map to and i'm going to go into more detail about that in a minute so i want you to to feel totally clear on the most common difficulties are learners with SEND experience when it comes to revising i think the first and foremost one that i see regularly in in a secondary setting is memory and recall so how you know, miss, I just can't remember stuff. I can't remember, you know, any of the content from that topic. I don't know about this. I can't remember about that. And, and I think it's crazy if you think about it in sort of real terms, the amount of content that in, in our education system, we expect our children to know and recall, you know, in, in any, other situation in life that doesn't happen I don't think unless you go into a role that is like that maybe like you know GP or surgery or whatever and still in everyday life and in everyday function we use tools to support us we never have to remember that amount of information so memory and recall is really heavily tested when it comes to exams particularly when there's no coursework based part of it and that is really difficult, A, for any pupil that doesn't have additional needs or, you know, learns in a slightly different way that isn't any any diff any worse in, in, you know, in terms of IQ. It's just a slightly different way of learning who might be a very practical learner, for example. But it's a really tough skill to be tested on. So that's the first thing I'll say about memory and recall. Secondly, when it comes to processing information, people often say to me that they can't take it in in the first place to remember it. <laughs> 
And that is the case with a variety of different SEND profiles, which I'll go into again in more detail in a minute. Lots of pupils will say that they find it difficult to visualise. So often a pupil with autism will find it very difficult, for example, to put themselves in, in, a, in someone else's shoes and look at something from a different point of view. Now, in something like English language and English literature or in English language, particularly where we're looking at different settings within the language of the text and we're thinking about the different viewpoints within that narrative, it's really tricky or it's something that a pupil needs to try and have empathy with. Sometimes that's really difficult, particularly for a pupil sometimes, not always, but with aut who has autism spectrum. Um, Organising ideas and getting them onto paper is really common as a difficulty. There are so many different SEND profiles that find it difficult to be organised, know how to start and get their ideas onto paper. And that we're going to cover different strategies for getting organised in a minute. Organisation of revision as a whole. So somebody said, I think Kaylee said, you know, knowing where to start Coming back to the amount of content that a pupil's got to learn, say at GCSE, if you're thinking sort of seven to 10 subjects or seven to 11 subjects, and you've got two years of content with it across those subjects, that is such a lot of information. And it's absolutely key to help a pupil to get organized in the first place. So they've got an overview, a bird's eye view of what has to be covered, because that will make them realize, okay, I've got this to cover. I've got this much time I'm going to need and this is what I'm going to do. So that's really important. And they, well, supporting a people with getting um, organized with revision. And we're going to touch on that and not knowing where each topic falls in the scheme of work. I believe wholeheartedly that any pupil will benefit from this particular pupil say for example who has dyslexic traits or dyslexia who finds sequencing difficult it's absolutely key to have an overview of where the topic falls within the scheme of work because in some subjects the knowledge base will progress from one topic to another you know particularly in languages if you miss one particular foundation or, um, I don't know, verb endings or a particular topic with different bits of vocab in there. If you miss that couple of weeks for whatever reason, suddenly you've got a gap in your knowledge. And that's really difficult to be able to, you know, you need to be able to enable pupils to look at a whole scheme of work and look at what they don't know, what they do know and which bit to start on. And anchoring that information, so having a frame of reference within the scheme of work is absolutely key. OK, so the problems with our testing system for pupils with SEND. So our system tests all our pupils, regardless of their strengths and weaknesses, in the same way. And like I said, this is not reflective of our adult life. So we essentially test memory recall, understanding and analysis. We also test a child's ability to get their ideas onto paper. And all of these skills are often really affected by additional needs like ADHD, dyslexia, dysgraphia, autism and so on. So we our education system fundamentally tests our pupils on these skills that are on this left hand side here, which it's no surprise our pupils with SEND find difficult when those are the things that they find difficult personally. So it's a real level playing field and access arrangements go some way to support a child with perhaps having extra time or rest breaks, but they, you know, they, they just bolster and support. They don't fix necessarily. So it's difficult enough for our neurotypical pupils 
but it's also a domino effect of problems. And I'll talk about that. So, for example, a pupil may misread questions because their reading accuracy is not high. So if a child has dyslexia and they take longer to read a text than somebody who doesn't have dyslexia or somebody who's just a faster reader, they are going to be disadvantaged because they can't get through that text as quickly as somebody else. That will also mean that they don't necessarily get into the depth of the text because they can't necessarily they don't really necessarily have the speed to read it through read it again and really synthesize that understanding so it's almost like they're limited then by the depth of understanding because they can't get through it very very quickly and that's a real challenge sometimes or quite often there's a reluctance to read particularly people with dyslexia don't necessarily enjoy reading. So it's our job as teachers and parents to make sure that we equip our children and young people with any particular tools that will help them. And I'm going to talk about read aloud functionality on Microsoft Word. I'm going to talk about um, speech to text functionality again in a minute as well. 